Hello and welcome to the Wild Horseman Podcast, where we trawl the depths of the streaming services for movies with the most epic deaths. I'm Tom. I'm Witty. And I'm Ollie. And this week we find out that Mother always knows best. This process might seem overwhelming. But with a little practice, it can soon become a pleasurable experience. This is perfectly natural. Alright, so we have just finished Barbarian on Disney. Uh, Horseman, 30 seconds, give us a plot summary. Mate, as uh, as many times before we've said, another classic that we've just watched, it's probably what I call it, an instant classic with Justin Long making a good return to the big screen after three years of, of nothing uh, in a really horrifying um, situational movie. So we're talking about a house in a very heavily abandoned part of Detroit being visited by a young girl called Tess who's in Detroit itself for a job interview. There's another young punter staying there called Keith. He's there for his own reasons. Um, bit of back and forth between the two of them at the start of the movie. We both booked this through different um, services. One was Airbnb, one was HomeAway, and they spend the night together all good. The movie then develops, it, it's a strange one, but the, the crux of it, and I'll let Witty get into this further, is this house has just got a horrific, sinister underbelly, um, both physically and you know figuratively, and it gets explored as um, the owner of the house, played by Justin Long, AJ, is forced to head out there for his own financial reasons, brought on by, by allegations against his character. And um, it just turns into an absolutely horrific fight for survival, set in the really cool, almost like apocalyptic world that is real life parts of Detroit. Yeah, look, it was a really interesting, I guess, way it was put together because we essentially have some some split storylines that are then joined together. Uh Initially, the main character, Tess, uh, as Ollie said, she's in town for a job interview. She rocks up to this Airbnb in Detroit late at night. Uh, can't see anything. It's dark. It's raining. Trying to get into this place. Obviously, she meets Keith, who's, uh, who's double booked the place. Um, and then the next day, when she goes out to go to a job interview, finds that this is really not a part of town that you want to be staying in. Um, all the places are dilapidated. Um, you know, run through graffiti all over the walls. And Tom actually pointed out um, a really convenient piece of graffiti that was uh, painted in big letters, death from below, which we'll get into what that actually means. But you don't notice it initially, but it uh, it is very significant to the storyline. Yeah, I mean, and the suburb is completely run down and there's only one house there that doesn't have holes in it that's the one they're staying in and i think the suburb that they're set in is brightmore is that right in detroit i think it's breakmore breakmore um and i think the house that they actually do the filming in is actually in that suburb in detroit but they shot brightmore and they shot most of the movie in sofia in bulgaria Jesus, well, no one's ever going to fucking rent that house again, mate. <laughs> yeah. That guy hopefully got like at least 200 grand. So, are what, we led, man? Are we led to believe that all interior shots, you know, I won't give away anything just yet, all interior shots were filmed in Bulgaria. The neighborhood is in fact in Detroit. Uh, I think it's the other way around. Right. No, no, no. You're right. Actually, you're right. I did write it down somewhere. I took a bunch of things. Um, all, I shot, all I wrote was shot in Sof- Sofia, which is not helpful at all. 
It's one or the other, mate. I don't know. It, I just said, it, yeah, because if um, they've they're in Detroit, it would make sense just to film their neighborhood in Detroit and not film a Bulgarian interior <laughs> in Detroit. <laughs> so what yeah, do we want to do now? We're going to film the inside bit. We're going to fly to Levski yeah. in fucking wherever. You know all the locations. We've uh, we've definitely painted a good picture there. Um, but look, I liked it. Hey, a good modern uh, horror, uh, a little bit different, a few t- tweaks to. I guess our conventional horror plot. Mate, as I was telling you two, I watched half of this on a plane journey to Queensland and just as it started to get real good, plane came into land. My plane trip, as we decided, that's what it's called when you get on the plane, ended. And I've been looking forward to seeing this when we said we're going to do it for this week. I was like, oh, sick. Did not expect the amount of twists and cool gore action stuff. My heart goes like a fucking jackhammer in these movies and... They took it easy on you by, as you said, Witty, before. There's sort of like a storyline that gets really intense. Then they take it way back to introduce Justin Long's character. Then it builds up again. Then they go back in the time to sort of show you some more context that gives you another break. So I appreciated those breaks because it's pretty high octane. Like it's, this shit's fucked up. I mean, dark spaces with freaks running around and we'll get more into that. It's just like, uh, it's just horrifying. But I really enjoyed it and uh, I wouldn't have watched it alone. And this is definitely not for people who are, uh, you know, that don't deal with horror as well. I'd say it's 18 and over. The con- the idea behind it is very fucked up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The When they go back in time, we'll get into what, what the actual sort of context of the story is. But yeah, it's really, really dark. But it's um, it's basically a movie in four chapters, really. Yeah. And the I think the director, Zach Kreger, did a really good job of building like extreme suspense especially in the first chapter where you, you just assume that um, Keith, the guy she's staying with, Bill Sarsgaard's character, Skarsgård's character, sorry, is a bad guy because the way that's all shot and the music and stuff. And because he's Pennywise. Yeah, and because he's a killer <laughs> clown, yeah. And he actually <laughs> yeah. says, there's a quote where he's looking at it and he goes, what do I look like? Some kind and of monster. monster. Yeah. You know, strategically placed, I think. Yeah. But... God, I even asked you to, I'm like, he's a bad guy, right? He's got to be in, you know, we're, we're writing poor Bill off. He he was actually one of the goodies in this one. He was. And, um, you know, it was surprising to me as well when I was watching it for the first time. I was like, this guy's straight up evil. He, you know, let's just quickly talk about, I wanted to bring this up early. There's a few classic horror movie tropes and we've seen them in the podcast time and again. And I think we've done about 26 episodes or something. And in about at least 10 of them, these things occur. One... She has a rented vehicle. She's obviously driven there from the airport or from downtown. There's a punter in a house in, even though she can't tell, a very out-of-the-way area. You don't go in there. You know what I mean? Like, double booked or not, you don't go in. She does go in. When he's fucking making night terror noises and there's no explanation of your door being open, you probably leave. And even more so when you discover a rape dungeon with a camera and shit bucket and rape bed. You fuck off. But no, she wants to, but you know, it's just get out of there, people. Did you guys get that vibe a bit? You're just like, this oh. person's really persisting with this Airbnb. Mate, it's <laughs> it's horror 101 or maybe just life in general 101. <laughs> you don't go down into a trap door in a creepy basement to find a dungeon. No, you just yeah. don't fucking do it. And she doesn't want to. I'll give her that. She, she even says, nope, when she sees the what is behind that door. But people, I guess curiosity kills the cat. But as I said to you guys, man, if, if you're in a rape dungeon, if I haven't got a gun 
Uh, I don't know if I can go in there. It's just fucked up. It's rape, rape, Mindy. So the reason why she finds this place that we're talking about is uh, obviously she's sharing the place with Keith, Bill Skarsgård. Uh, he goes out and she gets locked in the basement while she's looking for toilet paper. So she's locked in there. She can't get out. Hence the exploring of the basement um, where she then finds a creepy room where it looks like a lot of bad things have happened to people uh, and a, a video a camcorder, old camcorder. So you can use your imagination. Um, it spells no good. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, no, no one's ever walked into what is definitely a rape junk dungeon and thought, this is safe. This I mean, is fine. Maybe Everything someone like John okay. Wayne Gacy would be yeah. like, oh, this is cool. I could hang out in here. Yeah, but Buffalo, he has some serious problems. Buffalo Bill would be like, oh, sweet. I'll get some lotion. Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bob. Buffalo Bob. But where things really kick it up is Keith doesn't believe her. He thinks she's overreacting. And you get in this vibe like Keith's, you know, the one pulling the strings here at first. He doesn't want her to leave the Airbnb. She's, you know, frantic trying to get out. So he decides to go and explore himself where, surprise, surprise, they find another trap door that leads further underground. but uh, looks like down a mine shaft <laughs> below the house. And this is where things get pretty interesting. You want to? One of you want to let yeah, us? Yeah, I think. I think before we get into the, that sort of the next um, sort of phase of the of the movie where Keith goes in underground, I think like very early on you've got to sort of suspend your your belief and just go with the movie because I mean, she they double book the accommodation. She has she looks online for uh, one hotel. She rings to see if they've got a room, <laughs> yeah. and they're like no. And then she's like, oh no. And then Keith's like, oh, there's a convention in town. And that's it. Like, there's, she makes no more effort. Like, she's like, "Oh, okay, fine. That I guess that's it then." Like, and then at that point, well, I mean, Detroit is a is a city. Like, you find something, surely. Oh, yeah. And you're not just going to stay with a weird, creepy dude. And he's creepy. Like, he he comes across as creepy the way mm. he's sort of framed early. Like, you're not just going to stay with this guy. And they do talk a bit about how she, like, she if she had been the one who got there first, she would never have let him in. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, they're sort of talking about like stereotypical, stereotypical gender roles and giving each other a bit of back and forth about that. But she makes a good point. Like if a punter rocked up, he's like, oh, it's pissing down. Like if we bloody Airbnb and then you've booked it on something else, you'd be like, I don't care what you're showing me, you're not coming in. Also, but where's Keith's car? Uh, that's a good point. I don't know if that's a continuous There's no era. cars out the front because she arrives. Or is he, can, did car. he get cabs in and out? He, he must have. Yeah, he might no, be But the that. cops don't even come there. Did he say he lived in the... Oh, not in that area, but he said he lived in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, I'd it say a cabbie would just take you wherever and just be like, it's going to cost you a shitload, mate. Yeah, we don't stop. You have to jump out on the run. Yeah. Fucking yeah. get out. <laughs> so she was she a band reporter, the music reporter? No, she was going to be a researcher on a documentary. Series. Researcher on a yeah. documentary. It's revealed the reason why she probably doesn't bail straight away is that Keith is uh, the founder of a... Um, a, a collective a, a collective yeah. jazz collective of some kind movement so he he's a someone yeah, called um, the lion tamers the lion tamers he's well known in the industry so that's why she sort of stays on otherwise yeah. you'd be kegging it straight away just yeah. absolutely getting out of there and look they're pulling at your basic human instincts when you know as tom was saying before you got to suspend reality of course you do because when they find the, the secondary door and we were all just joking, like, oh, it's the second door. Like, and there's a giant tunnel going down through what looks like pure bedrock, and it's fucking giant. We were joking, like, how do they did they hire an industrial fucking drilling company sometime back to peel off the whole house, drill their rape hole down into the fucking ground, and then put the house back on? I mean, how the fuck do they do this? 
You suspend that. What they're playing on is, I can't leave this person, as little as I do know them, down there with something horrifically bad. I can't do it. I have no time. I have no help. And they're in an isolated area. Very Wolf Creek vibey, you know, like you're out in the middle of the bloody Kimberley, there's fucking McTowers around. You know, it's just like, what do I do? Do I leave you or do I help you? Because if I survive this, I've got to live with my decision. So that's what she couldn't do. And it's genuinely scary as fuck when she goes down there for the first time. But what's really cool about this movie is how Justin Long's character throws a big twist on that. What they were tugging at is he just turns into a bit of a fucking... Oh, well, I mean, we'll talk a bit more about him later, but they just have so many uh, good twists in this movie. Mm. In fact, I, I got genuinely shocked three times. I tell you what, though, the, the concept of having tun- tunnels underneath uh, the houses in a neighborhood, uh, if any of the listeners out there have, have seen The Watcher that was on Netflix, uh, I know that you two haven't, so I won't ruin too much. I have not, no. There is, there is a network of tunnels beneath the houses I uh, can't quite remember the purpose. I think it was like during uh, World War so people could you know, get down to bunkers and get to safety. So perhaps a bit more believable that there would be a tunnel network down there. But the one that we saw was pretty freaking insane. Like, <laughs> it looked like you would have been mining for like fucking 10 years. Yeah. I to, mean, it's just to, so to deep to into the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like, they've got electricity down there. Um, like when Keith... Keith, like, so getting back to your point, Ollie, Keith goes down into the, the hole and is screaming from, you can hear him screaming while um, Tess is looking down into the into the, the tunnel and that's when she goes down and finds him and he's like, and that's, and that's it's pretty scary because you're like, well, something's going on. Can I just quickly ask you guys, I wanted to know what you thought. Has he been dragged down there? Or did he open the door, walk down there, and then get into trouble? And that's why when she he answers her once, then she, he stops answering because he's going, oh, I'm just going to go down here. No, no. Because we don't see how he ends up down there. No, I think he goes down there when of, he his says, own of his own volition and the door closes behind him. So that's why she can't hear him and he can't hear her. And it's only, Because when she gets down there, he says, someone else is down here. Someone bit me. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't want to go back towards the exit because he believes that's where the person is who bit him. So that's pretty fucking creepy as well. Because how did she get past? Like no one in their right mind would go down there knowing that you've got a, a mate standing upstairs. You would probably wait for them to yeah. go. So look, we don't know. He doesn't actually say, hey, I got dragged down here. Um, I think, you know, one of the good things about watching this is you are curious to know what the, what the fuck is down there as well. <laughs> so maybe it just got the better of him. But um, what happens... Next, I'll let you guys reveal what happens next. Um, I'll, I'll shed a little bit of light, some commentary on that based on one of Bill's movies as well. Uh. So the mother, which is the name of the creature that lives down there, runs up behind Bill while he's... Um, Keith, Keith why, he's, why he's there. <laughs> no, we keep going by his actual name. We're just swapping in between. Keith, and just mashes his head against the, the side of the, of the mine shaft. Like what is scarier for times. you guys in that scene? Is it her herself? Because she's like, you're just like, what the fuck, man? What is that? Like, it's like this thing coming out. Or the how she just, it's a brutal kill. And they don't pull any punches on it. Like, he just keeps seeing his head going back and forth. But... She's just really fucking freaky, man. Like, yeah. that's some weird shit. So, you know, the, the you know mo- I was actually relieved that she was a real thing because at the start when 
Keith is having his night terrors, I thought that it was going to be like a possession thing. Uh, I'm okay. so glad that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah that would have been cause, fucking lame. Because when the door opens, when when Tess is sleeping and she walks out and he's like twitching and stuff, I was like, oh, fuck, this, the barbarian is going to be like something that possesses you and makes you it's do a, fucked it's up a, things. Yeah, it's like a demonic spirit yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I was actually really relieved that it was just a giant mutant, really strong lady <laughs> who lives yeah. under the house. So, the mother is like a six foot eight, <laughs> deformed, uh, three quarter naked lady um, with insanely superhuman strength. Very insane. Now, like, what I was going to say to you is, we, all, we know Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise in It. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually a scene in It, I think it might be number two, It 2, where a grandmother uh, that is Pennywise, he's playing tricks on, I think it's Jessica Chastain's character, morphs into this giant deformed grandmother who definitely gave me vibes of... The mother in this, and it, uh, ended, up, it ended up so it ended up killing Keith. It killed Bill's character. I just couldn't help but think. I've been trying to search it to see if I can show you guys a photo. I'll have another crack at it, but maybe an Easter egg. I could be completely off, but it just had that that vibe. Well, I mean, look, I'll be the first one to say it for the fans out there. Probably the jaws are going to hit the floor. I've never sat through it or it too, but things like that. Are becoming quite common, aren't they, Tom? With like movies we watch, and people sort of give throwbacks to their own movies to guys who might have directed another movie. Like, oh, we'll chuck that in there. Like, so there's very big chance it could be connected to that particular scene in it. Just yeah. like, oh, we'll base it on that. That was cool. We're fucking freaky. There's a big one at the end for Justin Long as well. Um, that a lot of people think is a, is a throwback. So, which we'll get to right at the end. But true, yeah, that. I just realised um, what it is. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you should. It is it is fucking creepy as shit, and Bill Skarsgård's good in that. I mean, he's a good actor. He was good in this. Um, like even at, even when he's in the tunnel with um, Tess, and she's just like yelling at him, like "Way down here, way down there." He yes, he felt like he was actually afraid of being down there. So he's a pretty good actor. You know, in this little uh, fun fact, and sorry if I'm stealing this from you, Woody, on his driver's license when she takes a photo of it, he has him listed as five foot ten. He's actually six foot three, and he's the shortest of his siblings. <laughs> They're big units. They're huge units, man. Well, Jesus, maybe Larry Bird's bastard children are actually the Skarsgård boys, <laughs> not the big mutant fucker living down below the house in Detroit. Um, so my I f- theory was that maybe when he was playing the Pistons one day, folks, uh, for, Celtic, for the Boston Celtics, he might have shagged some real tall broad and that was the result. I love you, Larry Bird, you're a legend. <laughs> so after, after the, the mother kills Tess, the movie just stops and... Uh, Keith. Sorry, Keith. Tess is, Tess is alive. Tess is alive. The movie just stops and basically resets about three weeks in the future. Um, yeah, did you? Like, I never knew what the time frame was supposed to be. It was three weeks Fuck because later on he's, he's talking to a real estate agent and he's like, how long since the last booking? They're like three weeks. So, oh, which would have been then. So, um, and so the movie just sort of, it, it kind of like, it, it's all this suspense, all this tension, it, like horrific violence and then it just cuts to Justin Long driving his convertible and like singing a song. <laughs> And it's just, it's, yeah, it's great. Well, we're about what to see something really showing or something so here. So I'm showing you the scene from uh, It 2, where Pennywise transforms into this giant deformed grandmother that attacks Jessica Chastain. I'll describe it for us people. Oh, look at the size of that fucker. Oh, she's tall. Yeah, that, that's yeah, got some reference. Absolutely. Fuck, she's heinous. What the fuck, man? It's got Asian subtitles. I don't know what she's saying. Run, Jessica Chastain, run. 
Okay. Thanks for that, Woody. <laughs> yeah, I can see the semblance, the the, the resemblance. Check that out, yeah. folks. It yeah. two was that, Woody? It two. It two. Very nice. Good cast. Good cast. Good movies. Do not watch them. Alone. Apologies. I, I definitely just found that and then. That's <laughs> good stuff. Totally interrupted. Credit to YouTube. So let's let's move, let's move on to uh, AJ driving his convertible. He's just been signed for a TV show by the sounds of it, but things aren't going particularly well. Horseman, what's happening to AJ? My big AJ, um, very typical Justin Long character to immediately begin with. Very, ha- you know, happy go lucky, lay back, singing a song like a bit of a clown. Gets a call as we find out he's a uh, TV star. Gets a call from uh, people attached to a project he's working on, who basically cut straight to the chase and say. You've had a sexual assault allegation uh, leveled against you through, via a colleague's lawyer. It's very serious. We're taking it extremely seriously. You're going to be cut from this show. So your your time on our show is over. AJ, you know, he's in denial about what happened. He's denying it, but he just goes, okay, well, I need to get some coin together. I need to fight this. Sees his wealth management guy who basically says, mate, the end of this week, I'm dropping you as a client, but this is what you can do. You need to flog some property, get some coin together because you need 140 grand to fight this thing in court. Leading AJ to Detroit, Michigan, where he has properties, hence the house. And, um, you know, he rocks up there. And he starts developing quite quickly into more and more of a wanker. Mm. Um, a lovable. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He is comic relief gold in yeah. this Justin Long. And we love, the three of us love Justin Long. And the shit he does is fucking hilarious. I'll let Woody talk about the a thing to do with tape measuring and how long it goes for. But he is a bit of a knob shiner as well. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a bad guy. Yeah, 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 and as we'll discuss at the end after we've sort of got through the kills, I've got a few talking points, and one of them is about him. But yeah, he's pretty fucking hilarious. He plays yeah. it so well. I'm I'm so glad to see him back. Like oh, I just mate. you just reminisce of uh, just so many different movies from Dodgeball to Waiting yeah. to uh, they 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 coined him the Scream King. You know, he's in Jeepers Creepers, which we've done an episode on. Yeah, who dragged me to hell, uh, and just solid gold in this one. So what uh, what Ollie was referring to is. He needs to sell this Airbnb house because he's, you know, he can't afford to pay his lawyers to fight this case. Um, so he stumbles onto the dungeon and then has a light bulb moment thinking that this is an addition to his property <laughs> and will increase the value of his place. And he's not even he's not even like shocked by the video camera, the rape bed, the shit bucket. Zero fucks <laughs> given at he, all. He's ripping around the, the room that's got like a you know, disgusting bed and blood smears on the wall going, okay, this is 12 by 12. <laughs> like, oh, sweet. And then he accidentally bumps into the second trap door and he's like, what the fuck is this? And then starts measuring down the stairs. And it is just classic, man. He oh, man. he measures like all the way down through the tunnels past like cages where people have been held captive, just stops briefly, has a look at them. Before continuing to measure, <laughs> it's 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 gold. It's, it's fucking so, hilarious. Yeah, and the movie t- like it changes the tempo of the movie so much because like the the whole first sort of chapter was like tense the whole thing. Then the Justin Long stuff is just hilarious up until the point where he's measuring and he finds the next room. So this the not the rape dungeon room, but he finds a room with the, the television playing room. the breastfeeding room. Breastfeeding room. Um, which is basically a room with a few blankets on the floor and a television which is just has on a loop this um, video showing a mother breastfeeding and giving sort of a tutorial, I guess. And it's fucking crazy. It's weird. It's very weird. Shit gets up a notch now. You know what I'm mean? like? That's this is where just a long character finding that after the horrific death of Keith, AJ finding that room whilst he's measuring, which is hilarious. He, he suddenly goes, "Oh fuck me!" And he hears a noise. That which leads him to the room. He hears further disturbance. 
Um, I think he goes upstairs again and arms himself with a blade and a torch, or he may have already done that. But then he kind of starts his... Dis- oh, sorry, he has the he has the measuring tape and it gets snatched away from him. That's when we all start to pack our jacks again. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, it's back on. And it just cranks back up and notch like a motherfucker. Like, it doesn't stop, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Brutal. We see, we see the mother who we've just previously seen, Kill Bill Skarsgård, Keith... Um, come launching out of the shadows just and like it's one of those you know it's a dark tunnel it's by his flashlight that we can see what the hell is going on and then like a chase ensues and he falls into a uh well, a tra- I guess trap like a, door, a, so. a trap door yeah. like a, a, pit a pit with a cage on the, like a mesh on the top yep where he mesh pit is, well, I won't <laughs> say he reunites but that is he where Tess, Tess yeah. is there as well so we then start getting an understanding of what is the intentions of this crazy deformed person down there. And she just wants babies. She wants to, she thinks that Tess and AJ are her kids and she then tries to bottle feed them. So what the fuck, man, with that bottle that she, so basically mother has them both in the same spot. Tess is... Not happy, but she's much calmer than AJ. She's trying to tell him, do not get upset or that will upset her. Do what she wants. Understand what she wants. And this big old fucking gnarly hand comes through with a bottle. And I can't figure out whether it's a lid or a condom or what is that shit, man? But like... I think it's just a, I think it's just a teat. Yeah. It's just a rubber up. teat. It's just it looks terrifying. like stuff you feed cows with. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. it's That's is so that, creepy. Is it, hair, is it her hair dangling through the yeah. cage? Yeah. Or is it hair so, on the end of it? When when they shot that scene originally, it wasn't meant to have hair on it, but they accidentally um, they actually got some on there by accident, and then Zach Kreger shot it again with more hair on there because he thought it looked more gross. Yeah, it well, does, and it looks fucking rank. Yeah, yep. And yep. Um, Tess takes a drink from the bottle, and she's telling uh, AJ to drink from the bottle. All she wants is for you to drink, and he doesn't. And then she comes down there and just takes him out of the cage. So I want to quickly say, I reckon Mother could dunk. Cause she, like she can jump. She man, jumps down. Like, like white girl got hops. You know what I mean? Tomahawk, she, <laughs> she jumps into a hole that's tall in her and busts out of there holding AJ. I reckon she's dunking on fucking LeBron if she has to. Maybe someone should have tried to recruit her to an NBA team. That's all I'm saying. That's oh, all I'm mate, saying. I, I agree. I would endorse that. Adam yeah. Sandler should go and scatter for hustle too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one. mother, apart from killing and breastfeeding people against their will, would you want to play ball for us? <laughs> I don't know. She's pretty fucking strong, as we find out as well. In pretty heinous ways. Yeah. So she tries to take uh, AJ, or she takes AJ to her breastfeeding pit, and then tries to f- breastfeed him. Basically, while she's doing that, Tess gets out of the cage, cage thing, runs off, trips over the measuring stick, measuring what's it called? Tape measure. Tape. And then the mother chases after Tess. So then the story sort of goes in two directions. Then Tess escapes out of the house, but the mother comes sort of out the window. That's a great scene, actually, when he's, she smashes the window and she's sort of like her arms are coming out and you think that she's going to... That's actually also very similar to It as well, when It comes out of the drains um, and sort of like his arms come out. So it, that's pretty interesting. And then um, while she's doing that, AJ is going further into the tunnels and he finds Frank, who... Have we done... The, is the, we, we did have a cut scene yeah. in, in between all of that um, just after... They're in the pit together. Uh, it cuts to the neighborhood back in. I uh, don't think they give us a date. No. no, they don't. But I think we're meant to think it's like 40 years before, I think. 40 years. So 40 yeah. or 50, I'd say. We're going to be looking at the 70s, 80s. Um, beautiful neighborhood. You know, 
bright colours, green lawns, happy people walking around, and then just this really shady character who lives in this particular house called Frank, uh, who is dressed in a... Um, well, he's a tradie, but mechanics outfit, and that was supposed to be a an mechanics jumpsuit kind of thing. Michael Myers yeah. kind of looking dude, um, just going to his you know really weird dude driving to his local store and you know buying plastic sheeting as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, tradie, paint thing, fair enough. Um, but then he follows uh, a young lady home, uh, goes to her house pretending to be a you know a, a tradesman. And unlocks her window. So obviously, it's saying that he's got you know, some pretty sinister intentions. He's going to come back and maybe abduct her. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get a hell of a lot beyond that, apart from Frank's neighbor. When he gets home at the end of the day, he says this neighborhood's going to hell. So we're moving Frank, and he says I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then we get we cut back to our. Well, then our he, got, he, he goes tunnel. back into the house and he opens the basement door and you hear the screams. Yes, yeah, so he's got so something important one. Yeah, so back, effectively, this motherfucker is a serial rapist murderer, and um, you know he, that's just what he get how he gets down. You know what I mean? He just, yeah, he, he'll abduct anybody he sees. Yeah. So that's the you know the background to this room with the camera, all the different you know tunnels and cages and terrible things, um, and then obviously it cuts back to present time uh, where AJ. Uh, Justin Long uh, manages to escape uh, the mother while Tess is trying to escape herself and he actually bumps into Frank, (laughs) believe it or not. Good old catch up. Um, And Frank's been living down there for like 40 years or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got all the videotapes that AJ plays one of the tapes and it's him doing something heinous to someone. And that's when you sort of realise that when when it's insinuated or not even insinuated, it's explicitly said that the mother is bad, but there's up, there's worse things down there. Yeah, and that is Frank. He's yeah. and folks, a when bad human, when AJ gets to the door that Frank's behind, the mother is right there, and you kind of think it's end of the line, it's time to throw down, and then she backs away because she doesn't want a bar, a bar of going into, as we find out later, her father's room because he's just a, a very very bad hombre mm. uh, who does a lot of horrific things. Um. But yeah, I mean that that I was surprised by what AJ found. I was expecting like another giant mutant or something. So it was a cool shock twist in that as well. And obviously there's always spoiler alerts for these kind of podcasts, but what happens in that room is pretty crazy. Before we go any further with the movie plot, I'm dying to do the budget and the gross for this because I just can't think how long it was at the movies for because I remember it being advertised. But by watching it on a plane not long after that, I was like, fuck, I'm just trying to calculate my brain. So, are you down for that now? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I actually know them because I saw them during the research. Oh, but fair enough. I um, remember that it had like five different release dates. So, it was released in the US way before it was released in Europe and then it was released here way after it was released. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so it's, it's had a couple of theatrical I runs think, I think around the world. it first came out in July or something like that, August or July in the US. So, it's had several runs. And do you have that info ready to roll yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. So, right. what we've got to bear in mind is that this movie was released in cinema. I don't think it was here. No, I think it did come yeah, out in movies. Was. Yeah, no, yeah, it was yeah, too. Yeah. Briefly, right. very briefly before Christmas. But then yeah. obviously, I guess they make more money when they offload them to these streaming services. So so what this is, is the budget that it took to make the movie and the box office. Yeah. So my guess, folks, for this, despite having a good cast, I mean, it's got two strong names in it. Justin Long's commanding a bit. Um, Skarsgård as well, especially after the success of It and It 2. Uh, other people are fairly unknown, but those two would need a bit of coin. 
It looks like a pretty extensive prop setup. Uh, a lot of it looks quite real, or they built props that I'm. You know, it's not. There's no CGI in this, apart from Mother, maybe. But even she looks kind of kind of fucking real for me. So my budget, and I always fuck these up, but my budget's going to be, considering it's pretty much location based in one spot. I'm going to say it was six million dollars to make, and it grossed twenty eight million. Good guess. It's pretty close. I won't ask Tom. Tom already knows. 4.5 million to make. Okay. I'm happy with my guess then. (laughs) 45.4 at the box office. Damn. There you go. Exactly 10 times the amount. And uh, fun fact now, uh, the mother is not CGI. Oh my God, it's Larry Bird. It's a guy. (laughs) So this is pretty interesting. They they wrote a lot about it. It's actually um, uh, a male actor in there. Um, and his name escapes me. I'll, I'll find Matthew it. Patrick Davis. That's it, Matty Matty P. How tall is MPD? MPD? Yeah, tall how, dude. how tall is this motherfucker? He must be pretty tall. Well, so all all those are like prosthetics. Like oh, he's okay. actually naked <gasps> in there, and they've strapped him up with like fake like skin suit. Sort of. Yep. Right. Um. So yeah, no, no, it's real, man. Like, Fuck, it's, that's cool. Good on them. Because I was gonna say, can't I could not fault the CGI if it was. For mother, because I thought, you know, she's a bit of a mutant, maybe part of how she walks something is CGI, but obviously they just got a big, tall, lanky guy yeah, and put on some pretty cool stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, and on that note, the only truly, like, high-quality high CGI that they use in the movie is in the flashback scenes, they make the grass greener because they couldn't get the grass to be green at the time they wanted it to be. So I didn't even fucking is, notice that. Yeah. So the grass is really green. Did you also notice that no one has a fence between their properties? <laughs> yeah, mate. It's the 70s. I think fences have been built by then. Well, yeah. Matt. Love Matthew, thy neighbor. Well, Patrick Davies is six foot eight. Ooh. There you go. He could dunk. Mother could dunk. For there sure. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Did he have um, a ball playing career, that guy? Um, I don't know, mate. Okay, fair I'll, enough. I'll have to find out my own time, yeah. folks. I'll, I could look it up. Well, and part of the reason they wanted all the... Um, Zach Craig wanted the... To have no, no too much CGI and stuff because he wanted to make the movie um, with things that only were available to John Carpenter when he made his movies, like The Thing. So oh, he didn't right. want to use too much special effects because he wanted to try and stay true to the idea of John Carpenter, who, as I mean, we've discussed him in The Thing, and I mean, he's shown I mean, up in a We won't get back so, into it now, but yeah. I tell you, John Carpenter had one committed son of a bitch working on that movie. I mean, the guy <laughs> yeah. almost killed himself. So hopefully he found that guy. Um, what do you reckon, Tommy? What's coming up next? Uh, so after AJ finds Frank, Frank kills himself because his heinous crimes have been uncovered. <laughs> AJ gets a gun. Heinous is a good um, word. We won't go into too much detail, but basically him and Tess escape um, and are sort of trying to get out of the town and um, the the mother chases them up into a water tower where uh, the true character of AJ comes out when he throws Tess off the top of the water tower. And he got in, me. Got me. In a bid to basically save his own life. Did you guys see that coming? No, no. I know. The first time I didn't saw it. Oh, I, got, I got the feeling that he's he's just a, like, I mean, I've got it down for things to talk about. We might as well talk about it now, but he he's just a bad guy. Like, in, yeah. he definitely raped the, the, his co-worker. He basically admits it to his friend yeah, in the bar. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty much he's a like, rapist. Oh, you know, I'm a persistent guy. Like, it, she, took some, she took some convincing, but then we got down and the guy was like, what does that mean? And he's like, you know, she didn't really want to, but then she did, and then we did. And you're like, man, he is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. he's and a then, rapist. Yeah, and then the, and then at the end when he's just like throws Tess off the roof because he's like, well, I'm just going to save myself. 
Yeah. Like, he's just a... Yeah, plus like <laughs> measuring measuring up the dungeon yeah. where yeah, people yeah. are just trying to get more land. Hurt. Yeah, and mm. it's your place, and you're just like, oh my god. He himself <laughs> may be a psychopath. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, lacks empathy and fucking has no real fear. I mean, he does have fear, but shit, it takes a while for him to get his fucking to get worried. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a potential, you know, a giant motherfucking crazed mother mutant. But even when like after he's chucked her off, he's like. I didn't even like throw you, you, you slipped. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he I couldn't hold on. I couldn't yeah. hold Conjure on up a slip. story. You, you step back. You get it right. So, he like, says it like that. Yeah, You're like, yeah, yeah man, what, what are you doing? Yeah. 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 Um, so he kind of deserves what he's got coming to him. It's more hectic to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Woody! Do you want to explain what we just heard? Well, I feel like it's a pretty big. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So um, th- this is probably we're probably getting straight to the most epic death in the movie. Um, once AJ has thrown Tess off the roof of this building, Mother dives off after her. So she's obviously got an infatuation with Tess. Out of the two of them, she's picked her. She dives off and actually saves her. She. Uh, catches her, uh, basically takes the brunt of the fall. So, and it looks like she's dead this time. She's gone. Um, AJ comes down, finds Tess alive, and is you know spilling his guts that it wasn't his fault. Uh, she slipped off the roof, etc. When Mother is resurrected, stands up, picks him up by the neck with her with her hands, raises him off the floor. Proceeds to dig in her fingernails, which are like three inches long, <laughs> into his eyeballs, and it's like, uh, like pink toothpaste comes pouring, uh, you know, uh, like goo comes pouring clay. out of his eye sockets before she uh, rips his head into, uh, essentially tears his head open. Oh, so <laughs> it's right up there. It's fucking. It's one of the. It's, it's great. Awesome you death. Know, before we all ask each other, it is the most <laughs> epic death. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. Easily, and yeah. it's a, it's a probably a ten. That's a ten. Oh, the eye gouging stuff, man. That freaks oh, me out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not. No one's liking. That. Again, I mean, splitting open a person's face, despite being able to eye gouge them with almost like blade-like fingers to get a good hold. You've got some epic grip, like hand strength. Like your wrist would be like steel. Like it's just, it's fucking awesome. But what is she? I don't get why she's so strong. It doesn't make yeah. sense, but yeah, it's cool. They they try to explain it as she's the result of several generations of incest but the timeline doesn't really add up for that so i don't really know i don't know how and far i just feel like you become weaker and smaller and more yeah fucked i think up. yeah i think so as well so yeah. i don't really yeah it's how many generations to, within 40 years yeah exactly and if well, she's like been I there said for 40 Tom, years like because the, the homeless guy says she's lived there for 40 years so that means like how many generations before that how far back are we going how old is frank and they kind of just gloss well, he over could that have stuff. been bloody 90 years old for a we know yeah Fuck no, yeah. old cunt. Um, before we get to Woody's fun facts, I've got a couple of questions for you. Uh, is Frank the reason that the suburb, Frank and the mother, the reason the suburb is the way it is? Like, did they, did, when, when Doug leaves and he said, we're selling our house, is that because Frank has been, like, women have been disappearing? It seemed like a, like, it, it was it's a, a good market point. downturn. I feel like they would have highlighted him saying, with all the rapes and murders in this area we're getting out. <laughs> so it's just like... This I think it's the economic downturn of Detroit. Yeah, but, but tr- true to it. What's the guy's name? Doug. Yeah. Doug Doug does say this neighborhood's going to crap. So yeah. it could could very well be that. Could be that. That's a good question, actually. 
because um, when you're looking at the neighbourhood, um, as Witty said earlier, very nice, very nice green grass, new looking houses, happy people. You wouldn't have said this place looks terrible. Yeah, so, so was Compton back in the day. But so was Compton. It's a oh. lovely town even now. What no, did you guys no, think no. of the twist of Keith not being evil? I enjoyed that. Surprise because of the way the first act was all set up for him to be the bad guy. Yeah. No, yeah, I did like it, but didn't like it because then once I knew that Keith was a good guy, Bill was a good guy, I was really hoping that he would like save the day or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he gets a pretty abrupt sort of exit from the movie actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his death was a cool one as well, but um, I think it was I think it was good that he um, he was just a normal guy and it wasn't just a, it's typical off the bat like, welcome to my lair. Just like, oh, I better stay one night because it's raining and he's a rapist. Yeah, you know? I think it was definitely, there was something there about killing Pennywise, but, you know, obviously it's not. It's just Bill Skarsgård, but, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I felt, yeah, that's why I was a bit shocked. So like, Jesus. Good uh, though, it was good. There's a scene where Keith puts a donor cover on by getting inside it. Is that the correct way to put a donor cover on? I've never seen that done before, but I... The correct answer is it is the correct way to do it. I, I want to try it. It's so good. What the fuck, man? Just put your hands in the corners like a normal goddamn person that's and pull it out. Yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah. That doesn't when mean it's the correct fucking way, bro. When I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, man, I'll do that. And I was he was doing it. that to take the piss, by the way. That is the correct way to do it based on what? Based on, yeah. based based on, on a fucking it. movie. <laughs> Barbarian. No, no. Sample size of me, that is the correct way to put donors on donors. Cool fucking story. <laughs> Two against one. Next question. Do you have a basement, Tom? Uh, <laughs> Rape dungeon. <laughs> um, how did they drill the tunnels? We kind of touched on this already, but... Industrial drills. And how long did it take them? And why didn't anyone notice? So it's just been reality, folks, for that part. That's my answer to that. Because like, they're not just tunnels. Like It's through like bedrock... And it's got like well, they might have framing into and the stuff. Sewers? Oh, I don't fucking know, man. It's impossible to know. Yeah, I do not know. I mean, <laughs> why why have multiple different sections? Why not just the one room? Also, there's no one around there anymore to just pop up and prey on. You have to go and find people, really, don't you? I mean, I know they're luring people there with the clearly they lure them, lure them there with those apps. I think they're the ones who are sending out the invites to make it available. That's no, my no, theory. No, no, it's. Um, AJ owns the house He's the one renting it out Yeah but two different apps Are being used And he has a property manager as well So she, he rents it out through her Then there's two apps That are being used To get them there Yeah but I don't think They'd care if there was More than one person there The mother That was take whoever One oh, person okay. Two people yeah, Well I'll tell you what Your pickings are pretty slim Oh yeah And then even if they've Expanded all around that neighbourhood No apart, I mean How the fuck is that homeless guy Living there for 15 years and they haven't abducted him. Yeah, and, and why? And done stuff to him. Yeah, why does well, he stay? We found out that he wasn't, you know, so well protected yeah. by the end of it. Yeah, well, he wasn't impervious to mother. How do you know she can't get in here? Shit, I've been living in this place more than 15 years. And she ain't never came in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can get away. Yeah, he rips his arm off, beats him to death with it. I felt for him, man. I felt yeah. for him. 15 he just years, tried to man. Help. He just tried to help He's out. He's trying to help. Complete strangers get his arm ripped off and beat Streak death. broken, man. Um, I had a few questions, but look, I mean, the, the answer to this, it's rhetorical. Um, firstly, if you go down to a basement, an Airbnb, and you see a rope in the wall, well, obviously now we would never fall on it. <laughs> but would you not be curious about, what is this thing? I'd what? be Cu- uh, curious, yeah, disturbed, and then extremely uncomfortable for the most of the time I stayed there. If the door opened and it was completely black in there, are you going in there? No, no, no I'm leaving. If you find that second door, are you going in there? Not by myself, 
But if I was with someone who's like, oh, you got to have a look, I wouldn't want to be a little bitch. I'd probably like reluctantly agree to go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd roll in there with my crew, like you two and someone else. If I had like a, <laughs> if I had like a desert eagle. <laughs> yeah. I'd and do big it. lights and shit. Um, big topic. Not really a big topic, but cops in horror movies. Shit out, Absolutely shit Absolutely terrible, man. Worst cops. Worst You're cops. You're definitely ever. reporting those two. Yeah. They either don't help at all or they get killed straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just- a recurring trope. Cops are terrible. Even the guy that tried to shoot Michael Myers from Point Blank Range shot him in the chest instead of the fucking face and just gets steamrolled in the original Halloween. They're always a joke, man. It's They just get taken off, taken out like they've never been trained or they just think you're a full bullshit artist. So, yeah, their reaction in this was... They could have left it out of the movie, I'd say that much. 100%. Yeah, it had nothing. It's just padding. That is nothing. Wank. Got fun facts, Woody? A couple of fun facts. Um, a good story to kick it off. Uh, the actor who played Frank... His name is Richard Brake. Now, he went to a late night screening of Barbarian somewhere in the US. Uh, noticed that a few teenagers sitting uh, a little bit further in front of him were genuinely pretty terrified by the movie. And that's fair enough. It's a pretty terrifying movie. Um, at the end, as they were leaving, they turned on their iPhone lights because they were a bit, uh, you know, a bit scared of being in the dark. One of them turned around and turned their iPhone light on right in Richard Brake's face. <laughs> so if you've just watched a horror movie and you see one of the main characters, Frank, standing right behind you, <laughs> apparently they shat themselves and ran, yeah. ran out of the cinema. So that doesn't happen right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Um, uh, always a good one. Guess which actors, well, I've only got one, unfortunately, were offered the role... Before um, the actual character, so which character? Have a guess who got offered AJ, Ollie? Because I think Tom knows this one. Have a guess who got Big offered name. AJ? Big name, very good-looking guy, apparently. Um, oh, well, his fucking name just gave me right now. Is it um, not Ryan Gosling? Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. No, it's not a bad guess. Good guess. He would have been pretty good in it because he can act like that too. He's he quite can. funny. Uh, I, that's my best guess, mate. Don't know. Zach Efron. Oh, Zach, he would have gone all right. Yeah. Yeah. He can act like a jerkwad as well and he's quite a good actor. I'll tell yeah. you what though, I'm glad he turned it down because yeah. Justin oh, Long well, was bad. We just love Justin Long. Man. I've got an interview here from Where Where is the Buzz TV with Zach Kreger talking about the Zach Efron stuff. I know originally for Justin Long's character, you said that you were thinking of a, a Zach Efron type. What made you... Decide to go with uh, Justin. So this is not a knock on Zac Efron, what I'm about to say, but I, you know that character on the page is 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 really vile, and mm-hmm. I think I had just been thinking like, who can play a really great villain? You know, who's a villainous actor? And he kind of popped into my head. Um, but as I was going along with the process, I realized that you know Justin Long is is such a warm and a disarming and a charming like lovable presence mm-hmm. on screen. Right. And I was like, that is so much more engaging to me uh, to have someone with that sort of palette playing a vile character. That's interesting, as opposed yeah. to just the straightforward, like this is this is you know I'll spoon feed you the obvious sort of baddie. And so I'm so <laughs> glad that 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 I got him and that he came on board. And and I think it it just makes the character so much more real, um, and so much more complex. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how that came about. So. Basically, I think it was a good choice as well because well, just, um, just Long is 
uh, he's a combination of hilarious and also very unlikable in this movie. Man, I could not see Zac Efron in that. I thought he was offered the role. Oh, he might. I mean, he might. I don't know. Yeah. Wait. I mean, he, he did play All Ted Bundy changed. very, very well. Yeah, he did. Um, so he could have done it. He could have switched it up. But Justin Long, you know, the point he's making there is he, he just comes across that absolute goofball, lovable character. So to, to, to become a true dick when times, yeah, it was good. Good call. Good call. Funny, uh, funny coincidence. The film is set on 476 Barbary Street. Uh, in four, the year 476, the barbarians actually invaded Rome. This is a pure coincidence. Yeah, right. They did not make it 476 to match the date. <laughs> so that is entitled Barbarian. So I thought that was pretty cool. Massive yeah, I, actually, I, I saw that barbarians, there's three things you can relate to barbarians. Barbarian as in the action of being barbaric, which is what Frank was to women. Um, the fact they live on Barbary Street, so that would make them barbarians if they had like a little nickname for their street. And I think... The other one was, oh, the other one was that one, the the, the four five seven year thing as well. Even though that one wasn't deliberate. Yeah. And the title of the film is uh, can be spelt out of the letters Airbnb. That's fucking creepy as shit, mate. Yeah. So I'm never yeah. using them again. We yeah. love you, Airbnb. Um, and lastly, Kreger was actually Zach Kreger, director that we just listened to. He was in the movie. Um, I believe he was the AJ's friend who he divulges or confesses his uh, antics with his co-star too in the nightclub. Yep. So, yeah, good couple of fun facts. Um, got a pretty good IMDb rating. Anyone want to have a crack? I'm going to have a crack at this one and give it... Uh, I'm going to go a 7.4. Mm. Oh, I know the answer. Seven. Yeah, it's 7. Damn. So, it's not the highest. I think uh, Prey still takes the, the honours for a highest rated four-hour mm. podcast. Surely um, the thing got up there, as it's been re-reviewed so many times. It must be in the eights, nines, isn't it? The thing. And Woody is searching the interwebs. Enter. Eight point two. There you Corrected. go. So eight point two. Shits from behind. Has, has the mantle. <laughs> um, what kind of? If you liked what movie, would you say you'd like this one? I have a ready-made answer. Yeah. Um, and now I forget the name of it, but I told Tom, don't breathe, don't breathe. Don't breathe. If yep. you like, don't breathe, you'll love this shit. If you like, don't breathe. Yep, that's a good one. Um, I I don't really have one. I don't really have an example. I think Jeepers Creepers similar in that sort of you're a long way away from everything else. There's only two against a monster. Silence of the Lambs in a way as well. Trap yep. below. Very, very dark uh, ending in that movie in terms of like literal lights being taken away. There's a lot of lack of light. So, Hills Have Eyes? No. Yeah. Mutated people? Yeah. Rape. rape. So, it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like yeah, there's rape in Hills Have Eyes. So. There you go. Um, sounds like Don't Breathe is probably pretty similar though. Yeah. Don't Breathe. Um, you know, people being smuggled into underground lairs, uh, deformed. Uh, Some monsters. weird, pretty whack shit's going down. Yeah. All in also, all. don't live in fucking Detroit, wherever the fuck these neighborhoods are that no one lives in, because basically right, everyone who lives there are just bad hombres. Yeah. But uh, all in all, a uh, good movie. Uh, twenty twenty two, strong year for horror movies. It was. Also had X. Nope. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Get around it. Need to check it out. Yeah. Oh, one other fun fact: in two thousand and one, another movie came out called Barbarians instead of Barbarian. Completely unrelated. Just by pure coincidence. And also, can I just have a very quick guess, guys, at the actual total deaths? Because there were more than I thought. Was it five? I think it's four. I'm counting off Keith. Yep. 
Frank. Oh, Frank. Homeless. Yeah. Andre is his name. Andre the homeless man. Who also AJ. used to mother. be a special ops officer. And mother, because mother cap gets capped at the end. Yeah, so maybe it's five. And mother. Five. five. Yeah, I was right. There's so few that I fucking <laughs> got it right. Yeah. yeah I could see you counting um, on your fingers as well. Andre, how many? Go, uh, go rating for the death is probably, for the, mo- the main death of AJ is probably a 10. Overall, yeah, that's a 10. Not that gory. There's only you, four you don't deaths. See you don't see Andre much. get beaten to death with his yeah. arm. You just see her beating him with the. You like, do see the arm get ripped off. Yep. But like you say, not. It's a head. it's a quick quick cut though. Yeah. So. Um, don't see don't see Frank. It's probably about a seven. It's more of a suspense. It's more suspense than gory. Yep. It's not uh, epic body count like some we've done, but um, you'll enjoy the storyline. And a couple of jump scares. And don't worry, folks. Next episode, we're going to have a Vietnam War level body count coming at you. We'll review that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll pick something good. Stay tuned. We'll have a production meeting. Great. So uh, thanks for joining us on the Wild Horseman Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Wild Horseman Podcast. And we're all on Instagram. I'm at Tom Wildy. Ollie is at Wildy Ollie. And Witty is at Witty151. And if you like what we're doing here, hit the subscribe button, tell family and friends, and leave a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us get the show out there. Leave us a review or email us a a suggestion uh, and we'll send you a prize. Please get involved. They're on their way. And you can hit us up on twowildhorsemen at gmail.com or on our socials and we'll stick any movie ideas you might have on the list. And until next time, we are the Horsemen. Horsemen.